0: Welcome to Enthusiastically Self-Employed, the show created for you as a coach, consultant, solopreneur, and small business owner. Those of us who are enthusiastic about growing our business and learning along the way. This show features expert interviews from business rock stars in my network, plus solo episodes with marketing and LinkedIn tips from me, Brenda Mulligan. Years ago, the universe nudged me forward into a new path as a solopreneur. I didn't know it at the time, but my career in corporate marketing and my knack for LinkedIn opened a new door for me. Whatever brought you into being self-employed, whether it was a corporate career transition, downsizing, early retirement, or a desire for a more fulfilling career path, my guess is you found this show because you are also enthusiastically self-employed. I'm glad you found me. Now let's get started. If you're a speaker or a presenter or a webinar host, you can probably relate with some of the things I'm going to talk about in this episode. And I just did a webinar yesterday. It was the first webinar I'm doing in a series in as a part of my course launch. And I don't know about all of you, but when I when you present, you get this presenter's high, right? As you're presenting, you're engaging with the audience, you're getting positive feedback. And then immediately, it seems like within the first half hour after the event is over, you get a crash, right? And you start second guessing. You start thinking about everything that went wrong or what you could do differently and reflect upon. So I decided I was going to do this in a podcast. And it's actually a day after my webinar. I've had some time to collect my thoughts, jot some notes down. And I want to share this with you. So that if you are a presenter or webinar host or a speaker, maybe there's some tips that you can relate from in in here. But I also am sharing this, recording this for my own purposes so that I can listen to this again later after my next webinar or event. Because this is something that happens frequently for us as presenters when we reflect upon things and this crash that occurs afterwards. So I want to, first of all, talk about the bath story. This particular webinar series is one that I've done before, and it's preparation for my course launch, which is called The Recipe for Social Selling on LinkedIn. It's my favorite course, one of my favorite, I should say. I love all my courses. But I really get excited about this particular webinar because I'm teaching people how to find leads on LinkedIn and sometimes to open their eyes to different ways of building up traction through their LinkedIn activities. And it's a lot of fun to do. So going in, I'm always a big believer that you can set metrics and some of these are benchmarks against ourself and others maybe benchmarks or metrics that we can assess against the industry. Now in this case I could probably look at you know what's the typical show rate for webinars. So let me first of all talk about my goal and then what happened in terms of participation. And I'm going to give you just percentages. I'm not going to give you my whole numbers here because I think it's more important that we look at the percent of goal and percentages met versus the hardcore numbers we're all at different ends of the spectrum. There may be somebody listening to this show right now that is targeting 10 people for their first webinar. There might be someone else who's listening and targeting 10,000. And if I tell you a number, you're going to immediately assess that whether this is a, a fit for you to listen to or not. And I think you can learn from these tips wherever you're at in the volume spectrum. So I set a goal for my webinar. This is the second time I've offered this webinar series. So I used The goal from the goal and the actual number from the first one to to set my numbers. And I came in at 113%, meaning the number that I had set for registrations, I achieved 113% of that. So that could either tell me I was doing a better job than I expected with my pre webinar marketing efforts. Or maybe I set my goal a little bit too low. So I got to kind of think through that part of the process. You know, ultimately, when we achieve 100% of our goal, we feel good about it, right? So I just want you to think about that from that perspective. When you are over exceeding your goal, does that mean you did a better job than expected with your marketing efforts? Or does it mean that you need to maybe lift the goal for the next time through? All right. In terms of webinar participation, this is where we can start to look at some industry averages. Now, for this particular webinar, Finding Leads on LinkedIn for your coaching, consulting, and speaking business, it's a free webinar. It's a 90-minute session. And typically, with free webinars, we see about a 30 to 60% attendance rate, because it's free, right? You have no skin in the game. So if you don't show up, no loss. And a lot of times the free webinars offer a playback, right? So I was anticipating a 50% participation rate or a 50% show rate. And I got about 48%. So that number was a little bit lower than I had anticipated, But I kind of want to walk you through some of the other numbers first, and then we'll reflect back on that. I mean, the big scheme of things, it really wasn't a big difference when I look at my numbers. It was just a slight lower number in terms of show rate, okay? So this is the second time I've offered this webinar And the first time I did, I think I did three versions or three iterations of it on three different dates. It was the same topic, but I offered it three different times. So it was the second time I offered this one, and this was the first time going through the webinar. So I have to reflect upon the fact that the first time you do a webinar or give a presentation, if you're repeating it, there's some, some hiccups that occur, right? And you reflect upon the script, the flow, even if you rehearse it a bunch of times. When you go in front of a live audience, it feels different, right? It hits a little different. So there are some things that I learned going through in this first webinar that I know I'm going to change in the second, third, and fourth webinar that I'm doing in this series. So I take that as as a a positive thing, something that I learned that I will reflect upon moving forward. And when I look at my entire webinar series, since I've been changing my approach, and by the way, I'm a, I'm a student of Amy Porterfield, her Digital Course Academy. So if you've been on my webinar, you might be familiar with that approach if you're a fellow DCA member. But I've also reflected upon the fact that I've done now, this is the third batch of webinars that I've done using her approach. And my attendance rate was very similar in all of my past webinars. So I feel like I know my numbers. I feel like I know where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. One other thing, the first time I did this webinar, last time I did not have any students sign up until I think the third webinar, it might have been between the second and the third webinar. I did have one person sign up last night. So I felt like that was, for me, an early win in the program. I felt like there was something that I had done right, right? I mean, even though I felt like it was a great webinar, my students seemed to enjoy it. The attendees really seemed to enjoy it. There was a lively chat that it was occurring. I even had one person, I know one person for certain, posted on LinkedIn. I'm going to do a scan of LinkedIn today to see if anyone else did. But all in all, I felt like it was a success. And I'm super excited for this person to be the first one into the program. She's going to love it. So reflecting on the inner side, let's talk about what I could do differently next time. And I don't want to say what were my weaknesses or what did I do wrong, because I don't think I want to look at it that way. I always think about, I don't call them mistakes. I call them learning experiences, because let's think about what we learned from that that can help us to move forward. I don't think it does anything to be negative, right? So I want to kind of think about what could I do differently next time. One thing I did differently in this series is I used the Zoom meetings. I typically use Zoom webinars, okay? And part of the reason we went to Zoom meetings this time is Zoom now allows us to do polls inside meetings, whereas in the past, we could only do polls in webinars. So that, to me, was one of the reasons I upgraded to the webinar, was to get access to the polls. I really like those, especially for webinars. They keep people involved throughout. However, when you use Zoom meetings, you don't get the Q and A panel that Zoom enables, which is only a webinar feature. So, at the end of the session, there was some—I don't want to say some challenges—but there was a, a point where I couldn't find all the questions inside the chat. Now, I always have somebody helping me on my webinars. In this case, my intern Julia was helping me out. So, I was scanning up and down chat looking for questions. She was able to find them and then direct message me in Zoom and say, here's two questions. So she was able to help me. So for the next time, I don't know that I need to necessarily upgrade to Zoom webinar, One feature I do like in Zoom meetings that we don't get in Zoom webinar is the ability to see people. You can see people on video. And I didn't have them on screen the entire time, but I did in the beginning of the video after I did my introduction, I put everybody in gallery view and I had people wave at me and do some thumbs up and audio checks and whatnot. I did keep everyone in muted participation mode, meaning they could not unmute themselves in this. I gave them permission. That helps to reduce the likelihood that somebody accidentally turns on their mic or intentionally turns on and takes over on the webinar. But I personally did like the Zoom meeting platform for this webinar, even though it was a larger group. I still was well under the threshold for the the membership level that I have in terms of number of students. And if you ever run into a situation where you're getting close to the threshold of attendees, you can always increase for the month to the next level up. I didn't run into that particular problem. Okay, let's see what else. I had a, purchased a new LED light. And if you've been following my journey for a little while, you know, sometimes I talk about the new technical equipment and and things that I use to help to supplement my work. I had a ring light that I purchased on Amazon earlier. I think it was like even late last year and, and there's an arm on it that you can move it around. But if you make any adjustments to the arm, it there's a little plastic piece that holds it in place and it cracked. So you can't really move it. Like once you get it in position, you can never move it. And I moved it and I went on Amazon. I was still within warranty. They sent me a new one and I had that one for about three to six months. And same thing, I tried to move the the light and it cracked again. So I'm like, this is cheap. And I went on Amazon and I, I gave the review and, you know, showed people how I had to duct tape the light up because this is the only light that I had. In the meantime, I asked around, found some friends through innovation women which is a great group of women speakers and i asked like what are people using for led lights i need a good quality one and you know sometimes the bright lights will will trigger a migraine for me so i, I announced that to the group and some people said hey use this light it's known to be migraine friendly it's a good light it's very bright it's a little bit more expensive the first one that i purchased on amazon was 30 i think this one was a little over 100 but i think it'll be worth the investment now this is another thing for the next time for the next webinar I will want to get my LED light set up in advance. About 20 minutes prior to yesterday's webinar, I was opening the box and there was just too many things. I was feeling overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm going to do this next time. So I ended up using one of my box lights instead. And I think that worked out pretty good for my audience. What else? I think, you know, related to that, I'd like to be on the webinar and ready to go 30 minutes prior. This time it was only about 10 to 15 minutes prior. I don't know about you, but I get an adrenaline rush before my shows, before my events, before my webinars. And I think just being in front of the computer, sitting quietly for 30 minutes helps to bring that adrenaline level down just a bit. I still want to have that adrenaline going in, but I don't want to be feeling frantic. And I felt a little frantic because I didn't have enough time to do that. All right. And I have one other note. I said, always off first one. I have no idea what I meant for that. You ever do that? You write down a note. And you're like, that's a brilliant thing. I have to remember that. And I have no idea what it means by that. So maybe I'll remember at a later date and I'll end the to this podcast. But at any rate, all in all, I feel like yesterday's webinar was a success. I have some things I'm going to reflect upon moving forward. I'm excited about my marketing with the um, opportunity to achieve and surpass my goal in terms of registrations. I'm doing three more webinars in the series, and I'm trending towards achieving those registration goals as well. And I know that every time I deliver this webinar, every time of the four times I'm delivering it, I only did it one so time. Every time I deliver it, I know I will get better and better for next time. All right. That's it for me. I hope you found this helpful. And, and future Brenda, who is listening to the show I want you to know you're awesome. You did a great job. Reflect upon those learning experiences, document the things that you think you did right and just move on and move forward because you are awesome. Sometimes we need to give ourselves these little pep talks, right? (laughs) All right. Hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Brenda Meller. I wanted to let you know, if you're a coach and consultant and you're looking for some tips to really up your LinkedIn game, I've got a free downloadable checklist for you. It's called 15 LinkedIn Profile Tips for Coaches and Consultants. And this checklist is a way of getting some quick and easy tips to update your LinkedIn profile today to help generate more leads for your coaching and consulting business. To grab your copy of the list, go to mellormarketing.com slash list.